Okay. Well, cervical cancer is a cancer of the cervix. And the cervix is an area at the very top of the vagina at the entrance to the womb. Um, it is at the very top. So that's where our cervix is. Very where cancer can develop. But it is a way where we have it at the moment that we can actually screen for cervix cervical cancer. So what has happened, you said earlier on there that 300 women in Ireland are diagnosed each year with cervical cancer and it presents in different manifestations. 90 women will die each year. But what we do know now is that a lot of the cancers of the cervix that are diagnosed are attributed to what we call the HPV vaccination program. Now you alluded there to the catch-up program tomorrow in Ennis for people from the Laura Brennan catch-up program. A vaccination that is now available and has been available, I think, since 2010 in this country. There's, um, people can get their vaccinations under the kids that have missed the, the school's programme. By giving them this vaccination, it will help prevent them catching HPV. Um, probably to explain a bit better is what is HPV. It's a, a very common virus um, that can lie dormant in the body. But if it's active up near the head of the cervix or other areas, it can actually cause a cancer. What has changed, I suppose, in this country mostly in the last few years is that what we used to go for your smear test has now changed to cervical screening. So what we're doing in the screening services is they're taking samples from the cervix of people that present for cervical screening and they're testing it for HPV. And they know if that virus is in the sample there, there is a higher risk of developing cancer at later days in the cervix. Now, a lot of the HPV viruses in people, when it presents, may actually eradicate itself without any change of the cervix. It's just a small percentage that can go on and develop into a cancer. But to do know that once you've been diagnosed, and if HPV is identified, they will go on to check your cervix more and the sample in more detail to see if there are any sign of changes and treat it appropriately. And if there's no signs of any changes, they'll invite you back to repeat the test again at a shorter interval than would normally be offered to healthy cervix screening samples. And that's to see if your HPV is still active in you or has it eradicated or is it dormant at the next sample and therefore saying you have a lower risk of developing cancer from that. So, and can I, can yeah. I just ask you, are there, are there many symptoms that people should look out for in relation to cervical cancer? Yeah, so cervical, cervical cancer, when it does present with symptoms, would usually be more advanced. So by the screening program and the HPV vaccination program, what um, we're trying to do here is to identify it to identify high-risk um, people that need closer follow-up earlier diagnosis, prompt intervention, really good outcomes. But for some, it may develop. The symptoms of cervical cancer can present with irregular bleeding, bleeding outside and the natural time of the month or in between, bleeding post, um, post-sexual, say sexual intercourse or that, or any unusual vaginal discharge um, or, or smell we say from the area. So we would normally say if you have symptoms like this and you've had a smear, if it's really, really important, still go to your GP and make it known to him the symptoms you're experiencing so they can actually refer you to the appropriate people to get proper investigation. So that would be one of the biggest things. The vaccination program, really important, but it doesn't prevent cancer. You're just monitoring something. So it's really, really important that the kids get their vaccination program in this country. But if you're part of the screening um, service, you will be invited to come for screening in this country from the age of 25. We ask people to please come and have your 
your cervical screening sample taken to see is it okay. It's another way of checking so early diagnosis, if there is a higher risk to you, can be identified. And the third part is if you have symptoms such as bleeding pain, uh, bleeding cosex, and even after the menopause for someone that may have not had a period for a long, long time, if they have bleeding, it is still important to go and see your GP so the appropriate investigations can be taken place. Um, more rare side of, um, symptoms would be described as people would have complained of unusual pain um, around their lower back and around um, the, the pelvic area. And as all, if it's something that persists, anything longer than a couple of weeks, it is important to your GP and explain clarity what is going on so he can get you seen. Ultimately, the sooner you are seen, the earlier the treatment you know, can be commenced and the better the overall prognosis. Um, with the HPV vaccine, I'm sure you've covered it a lot over the years, and particularly with Laura, who is a fantastic advocate for it. They know now that they can potentially eradicate cervical cancer in this world if we have the combination of these services, HPV vaccination, um, cervical screening, and uh, good knowledge and awareness of symptoms so you can get to your doctor in time. Um, so that they would be the main, the main symptoms. Yeah, and, and, and you know, we, we have mentioned you know, Laura Brennan, of course, Vicky Field, and another uh, person whose name is so, so well known around the country, uh, given her yeah. story and obviously her, mm-hmm. uh, the tragedy around her passing uh, last year, and indeed mm-hmm. Laura's a number of years beforehand. And it's natural mm-hmm. enough that there would be a lot of mistrust of the, the system following what happened, yeah. the circumstances of Vicky and Laura's deaths, and the, the cervical check scandal at large. Yeah. How. How do we overcome that uh, mistrust? Uh, do you do you yeah. feel, or is that all? Is that is that already beginning to happen? No, I mean I suppose that mistrust. Um, you know what happened, Vicky Feal, and um, and the story. You know we've all we've we've heard the story. It's very tragic, um, and there was a trust broken in terms of when they looked at the scans and the slides. There was evidence of early disease there, and that's the point I'm making: early disease, early intervention, better outcomes. But the whole cervical screening and service has undergone overhaul. What they're looking for has changed, you know, with the HPV, the vaccination programme. It is effective. Screening isn't 100% effective. And I think that's really important to know that there are times when everything is done right and an incidental cancer or an interim cancer will present itself. But by and large, the screening service um, aims to... I suppose one, if you're part of it, the programme, you are aware of the symptoms and you're looking after your own health. So that's really important. So if something changes, you will be good to go to the GP and get investigated further. Um, but to understand that it's under such huge scrutiny, the National Cancer Screening Services um, have huge rigour done to ensure that the samples are taken, that the follow-up is appropriate. Um, and also to build that trust is if you've got questions, again, liaise back to your GP if there is something that isn't quite quite right about it. Say you have a smear and the symptoms are still there. Go back again to say, look, I'm not happy. This is still happening to me. What is the reason? And get an appropriate referral. Um, really, we're a first world country. We have a great service. Um, we have free um, cervical screening program, which every advocate, Laura, if you feeling, you know, they all advocated that women buy into the programme and do their smears. Don't be afraid. Don't have the mistrust. Go with the good intention. Follow the appointments and the advice. But also, one of the key things is trust your own instinct. If there is something that still isn't quite right, do push with it. Pursue with it a little bit further if that needs to be, you know. And I think that's really, really important. The other thing, 
about the smear test is that women in particular, because it's such an invasive procedure where you have to, you know, have a vaginal examination, take a little swab from the head of the cervix, and people tend to be afraid. Some, they think it's very invasive. They're embarrassed. They think it might be painful. You know, the people taking the samples are very experienced, whether it's a nurse, a practice nurse, or a doctor. Um, it's a uncomfortable feeling is what most people would describe it for a very brief interlude and then it's over and it's done and if everything is fine you don't need another one for three years up to the ages between 25 and 29 after that it's every five years so if you get an appointment keep coming back on your review appointment because um that's what's going to keep your health well you know it's it's minding your own health it's it's self-care really ultimately um, another thing I suppose that, that has changed a little bit from the, the HPV and the vaccination programme is, is that they extended out the cervical screening since 2020 over to the age of 65. So some women in that category, 60 to 65, they might think, why am I going now? I'm, I'm out of the menopause and childbearing. I'm done with all that. So they're actually going to do one more in that window there between the age of 60 and 65. So don't be surprised if it's extended past it and if you're unsure check your GP if it's necessary to have it done that would be my advice Okay and very very good yeah. advice and uh, vaccination yeah. against the HPV virus uh, as you say and so so important which is why that uh, catch up clinic uh, tomorrow uh, at yeah. uh, Ennis Primary Care Centre is so important uh, just to mention the time it's from 9.30 to 1pm so that's at the Ennis and Primary you know Care Centre yeah, and it's just important to say that catch-up clinic is for kids and teens who might have missed the initial vaccination programme. So if parents are, had doubt about it or were questioning it and now thought, no, I'm actually happy for um, the, the vaccination to be given or if they were sick or something, that's the catch-up programme. To be clear on that, people have the opportunity to, to catch up or if they missed it through the COVID period that we've had a lot of catch-up from to be... so And to ring and check with our screening if there's a... If, they're unsure about it uh, as just they're eligible. And you do know, like the registrar, just the other thing, how do I get part of this screening service? It's really, the, you will get an appointment, your PPS is linked to your age, which invites you for it. If you get an appointment, and I like to say this all the time, you cannot make it, please do let the clinic know that you're cancelling so it may be offered to somebody else to keep the movement of the smears in conjunct that there isn't wasted appointment schedules. Um, you don't have to be on the, on the register, but if you're wondering and you haven't heard anything, you can just go onto the website of Cervical Screening, www.cervical screening, and it'll you, you know where to click on to see to register your details and your PPS number and date of birth to get on it if you haven't already been on it or haven't heard and you're concerned. Okay. So that's also important how to how to get part of this really good program. And thank you so much for joining us uh, with that really, really important information on such a hugely important topic, and particularly given this month is Cervical Cancer Awareness Month. Thanks for taking the time to join us on Morning Focus.